right, welcome everybody to Greater Depths Podcast. I am very, very excited about today's episode. Um, I had the opportunity to have uh, Brother Staten come in and do a recording with us. Um, he's currently here at Christian Life College, been teaching a seminar, which you titled The Great Adventure. Yes. And it has been a great adventure, and it will continue to be. Um, he has left us feeling empowered, empowered to reach this lost world. And uh, so thank you so much for, for being here, for being able to do a recording. Uh, just to start out, I guess go ahead and talk about uh, where you're from and your walk in ministry. I know like you have a an awesome story with uh, how you've come to church and everything. Sure. Well, uh, currently, my wife and I... Uh, we uh, pastor in Washington, D.C. Uh, we have uh, now been there uh, actually close to 13 years, including all of the, uh, just the n- number of things that we've done, mm-hmm. which includes, you know, uh, home Bible studies, uh, small groups, uh, uh, of course, church plants, as well as, uh, you know, a mother church. And... Uh, Anyway, it's very exciting. Just a quick question. How many churches have you actually planted out here in North America? Well, I think totally, uh, total, the total number would be about seven churches. Wow. So, and in what states? Um, well, the first one was here, actually here in California, and mm-hmm. then one in uh, Arizona, and then uh, there's two in Maryland, mm-hmm. and... Um, Four, four actually, four, well, three. One of them is a very small work right now, but mm-hmm. uh, three uh, good, good churches. Yeah, have been started since we've been in the city. So you've had definitely a lot of experience, I would say, with many different people and planning churches and bringing the gospel to every person that you've encountered. Last recording, um, we talked about. Um, being led of the Spirit and the anointing of the Lord. And so um, how do you think that being led of the Spirit, um, how, how have you seen that evident as you've encountered different people and and been in your journey in ministry? Well, I think you're, you're talking about several dynamics there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a dynamic of being led by the Spirit to, say, accomplish things uh, in and through the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, what I would call personal evangelism uh, on on a personal level mm-hmm. and being led by the Spirit to, um, uh, to, to, to recognize open doors and to um, be empowered to, uh, by the Spirit mm-hmm. to engage in conversations that will lead to a long-term relationships that mm-hmm. ultimately mentor people into the kingdom of God yeah. and uh, achieve sustained growth. Yeah. I think that the work of the Spirit on that level is probably more, um, in some ways, more my experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, now, I think the church, in order for the church to be a place where, let's say, uh, lost souls can come 
and mm. ultimately be discipled and and uh, be re- uh, not only recruited but trained to accomplish the same goal, uh, reaching a lost world. Mm-hmm. But I think that 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 dynamic uh, is, uh, uh, for example, I think sometimes in church we are good at preaching to one another, yeah. but we're we're not necessarily good at preaching to lost people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm I'm not I'm not sure that. Uh, I mean, I'm not positive that we should be, because I think reaching the lost is oftentimes not that the church can't accomplish that, mm-hmm. but I think oftentimes reaching the lost is a personal disciple responsibility. Mm-hmm. I think each one of us have to accept the responsibility for uh, personal evangelism. Mm-hmm. And and I think with that, when you accept that, I think there is a God-given anointing that uh, is involved in every aspect of it. For example, I often go either ride the metro or go to coffee shops or even in grocery stores or gas stations. By repeatedly going to those places, I have the opportunity to meet people and become familiar with their names, Mm -hmm. and they become somewhat familiar with me. And uh, I can be moved by the Spirit to um, to hold a conversation with them, mm-hmm. and and then there's along with that is the recognition that um, uh, and I've had this happen a, a number of times, so I I know it is the truth that sometimes people feel the very presence of God mm-hmm. that emanates from us. And they often think it's our personalities or um, wow. our skills, when in reality, what they're feeling is the presence of God that um, emanates from us. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is, I think, anointing. I think it's an anointing mm-hmm. that rests upon us. And learning how to, um, uh, learning how to, so to speak, use that mm-hmm. so that you become effective in uh, leading people. Uh, rarely, rarely now do I immediately try to present the gospel. Mm-hmm. I, I think, uh, again, some of these dynamics. For example, I think, I think Jesus gave us the most effective, I, you know, he spoke of, of, say, harvesting in what I are two realistic examples that come to my mind, and one of them is fishing, mm-hmm. and the other one is agriculture. Wow. And in fishing, uh, in Jesus' terminology, it wasn't using a rod and a reel or a single line, but it was a net, using oh, yeah. nets to harvest many. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and with agriculture, he breaks it down to seeds seeds mm-hmm. and 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 what i believe is that uh what i think anyway my my thought on it is that we often uh, use metrics of how many were baptized or how many received the holy ghost and uh, i'm not in speaking in opposition to any of that mm-hmm. as much as i am saying i think it would be better if we use the metric of measuring 
how many seeds were sown. And, and instead of the church being a place where we just gather people, but it be a unit that sends people into the world to go ye into all the world and yeah. preach the gospel. And I think the anointing can come upon us to equip people um, uh, to go, mm-hmm. to go and to do. Uh, ultimately, as we go and we do, we will become. We will yeah. become more like Jesus. I remember uh, today while you were while you were speaking to us, um, you talked about the difference of a desire and a burden. Yes, and that is actually something that for topics to deal with on on this podcast, um, there was a question uh, that exact question somebody asked. Um, what is the difference between a, a desire and a burden? Would you be able to answer that as well on here? I, I, I think, of course, that question, when I was asked it, it, it was a very good question. Mm-hmm. Um, but we often, I think, define things by how we feel. Mm, and yeah. I think a burden has a feeling to it, mm-hmm. and a desire certainly has a feeling to it. Mm-hmm. And they're similar but yet not the same. I think um, I think a desire, if you look it up, I think it correctly is defined like a longing, mm-hmm. like a, like a yearning, a, a desire to do something for God. But and it's based strictly on feeling. Mm-hmm. I, I feel this, so I desire this. But I think a burden, uh, though feelings are similar. I think a burden is based upon knowledge, and a burden would be based upon uh, an awareness that we are given as a disciple, we are given a personal responsibility, a Mm -hmm. sense of responsibility. And I think when you accept that sense of responsibility, what comes with it is the burden. Mm -hmm. And the burden, the burden, I think a desire often often can get you started on the journey, but I think in order to be sustained in reaching the lost world, you must have a sense of responsibility. Yeah. You, you must have a burden for yeah. that, and a burden is I think a, I think today it's not spoken about a lot so much mm-hmm. I think among us, but I think a burden will move you to the altar. A burden will cause you to fast. A burden will cause you yeah. to pray. I think a burden will make a difference in the way you praise, sing. I think a, a burden will make a difference in the way you deliver a message from God. A burden will affect the way you teach a Sunday school class. Mm-hmm. It will affect the way that you approach the world with the presentation of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think a desire is... Um, uh, like you, you want to go do it. You, you have maybe a thought and a feeling like I could go do this mm-hmm. and it, it can be a desire. And I think desire is, in, is good and important, but I think along with the desire, there has to be this knowledge yeah. that not only do I feel like I ought to do this, I have been commissioned by God. And that word itself, you know, um, Jesus he spoke of uh, building the church, mm-hmm. and that was actually uh, some 
uh, commentaries say that that was actually like a military term, that the church was designed, for example, Paul referred to us as soldiers, and to our hardness as a good soldier. Mm -hmm. And I think um, if we are uh, uh, soldiers, then we understand what it means to be commissioned. A commission is... Not like, I sure would like it if you would do that. That's not a commission. Mm -hmm. A commission is we're handed set of orders. We are given an assignment, Mm -hmm. and we are sent forth into the world to fulfill the assignment given to us by Jesus Christ to preach the gospel to every creature. Mm -hmm. Can can, Can you remember like a time where you know that you received the burden um, for lost souls? Um, well, I think I, I think from the beginning, when, when I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost um, in, in the service, mm-hmm. well, you know, it changed my life, but it didn't just change my life. I, I became a debtor. Uh, I... Others, I understand how Jesus can love good people. Mm -hmm. But to understand that he loves sinners Mm -hmm. is a different level. And for me to comprehend that even though I was sinful and yet he loved me and came to me, he sought me, Mm -hmm. he was the good shepherd, and he sought me, and he brought me to him. With that revelation, with that understanding, I became a debtor. I owe wow. him everything. Yeah. And a part of that being a debtor was from the very beginning, from the very first day that I received the Spirit, I felt an impression uh, that it was my responsibility. This was my new life. Mm-hmm. This, see, see, I had an old life, but I died to me mm-hmm. and was resurrected in Christ with a new life. Yeah. And the new life, it, with it came this commission. It was mm-hmm. to be my way of life. And, and that's where I think evangelism, if you want to call it that, becomes a lifestyle where you you I I personally find like like you said this great adventure has been like mm-hmm. my meeting people and having the opportunity through sometimes a very long process sometimes an instantaneous experience mm-hmm. with God has made the difference but that was still I know now was the beginning, mm-hmm. and even for all of us, there must be development and growth yeah. and accept, acceptance of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And, and when we accept that responsibility, I think um, it becomes uh, most of the time. I mean, there are times where it's disappointing, you know, when someone uh, rejects, mm-hmm. you know, it can bring disappointment, but for the most part, it's very invigorating. It's it's uh, and it can become an addiction. Mm-hmm. I can often leave my home and walk into the city 
looking, look at feeling that that what I'm telling you, feeling it wow. like I'm on the hunt. Mm-hmm. I am looking for that soul. I, I in one of the commentaries that I read concerning uh, the proverb that says, "He that winneth souls is wise." Mm-hmm. I read that that word "winneth" actually, in some translations, can be translated "catcheth," as when a hunter catches wow. his prey. Mm-hmm. And I look at it like that. I have been sent into the world to capture, to captivate lost souls mm-hmm. and bring them into the kingdom of God. And the adrenaline and the feeling that comes from seeing prisoners set free from darkness, seeing lives changed is uh, is is like that. It's like an adrenaline rush. Mm-hmm. Something that I've noticed... Um, and something that I've even seen before in my own life is first there comes a fear or, or a doubt when it comes to like wanting to reach out to somebody because there's always a fear of rejection. Sure. And another thing that you mentioned earlier that's that's very interesting, and I feel like I've almost never even heard anybody really touch on it, is people not wanting or us not wanting to have a responsibility for discipleship because uh there there's been a time where there was a there was a guy in my school in my high school that got saved and I being you know 15 16 I what I felt like I didn't want to or like I wasn't ready to take on a responsibility to disciple him because I I was almost like it was like a doubt or like a fear, like, can can I really disciple this person? And uh, that's that's so interesting that you touched on that, like that, oh. that sense where like we almost are scared or like don't want to take on a responsibility of discipleship. You, you know, all in every aspect of it, uh, the, I think the enemy's greatest tool is fear in a lot of ways, inferiority complexes. That's fear. Um, mm. uh, just so many aspects of it. And to overcome that fear, it, I think the way you overcome that fear is by doing. You have mm-hmm. to do it. And uh, when you accomplish, when you are successful, it builds your confidence mm-hmm. and your faith will grow. And the next time will be... Uh, easier a- again, I go back to this: the entire process of of reaching the lost starts with sowing seed. Yes, and if if somehow we can just uh, encourage everyone to sow seed, the harvest will become. The farmer doesn't go out and beg the crop to grow. Yeah. It grows because it's a natural process. Mm -hmm. But somebody has to be the laborer that Jesus referred to. The laborer Mm -hmm. sows the seed. And Paul said, if you sow bountifully, you will reap bountifully. If you sow sparingly, you will reap sparingly. Mm -hmm. So in some ways, we have control over the harvest by the amount of sowing of the seed that we do. Mm -hmm. But when we sow the seed, then... The seed will be nurtured uh, 
prayers, worship, mm-hmm. uh, encouraging words, just a number of things that we do to nurture that seed. And then that seed germinates, and the Bible said some plant, some water, some water. but it's God who gives the increase. Um, Jesus is the real, really the true soul winner. We, yeah. we just, you know, we get to participate, but, and that's the adrenaline rush part of it is when you see, I think if you can look at it like this, I I can appreciate the process of, of even the physical thing of um, a flower, a, a seed being planted. And in the spring, watching that sprout up and then the beautiful flower that comes from it, which is the fruit mm-hmm. of the seed that was planted. Yeah. And and that's much like soul winning. It's an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, very exciting. Very exciting. Yeah, being able to see the the fruit, being able to see God give the increase. And, and another thing, God's math is always like exponential numbers. Uh, wow. You know, when yeah. you, for example, I use an example, say when you plant corn in the field and one stalk grows up and and i don't remember the exact numbers but like that stalk grows up it may produce i think like seven ears and oh. one ear may have 250 kernels of corn on it mm. so if you'll see out yeah. of one or two seeds can come seven times 250 that's like uh, 1,600 yeah. seeds can be produced out of one seed. That's God's wow. math. He yeah. can take one person and multiply his work uh, so uh, just amazing. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've heard before, like, when you, like, just walking down the street and you really have, like, a burden or you see things through God's eyes, uh, you can pass by like anybody hurting on the street like or anybody as you go about your day and it's like that person could be the next missionary oh my we just never know mm-hmm. when we meet people what they're going to do what they're going to accomplish yes i'm i'm you know i could say of you know of my wife and i's uh experience here at stockton when mm-hmm. we came you know in the early 70s and we were really new new converts Mm -hmm. and and yet now if you go back and you take whatever those churches that have been started plus our own children you know we have four children and we have 16 grandchildren and five great-grandchildren and just you take one family the numbers affected by the ministry of this church Mm -hmm. it still goes on It, it it's an explosive exponential number thing yes yeah, and that's that's really putting into perspective. I will pour out my spirit upon all, all flesh. flesh, and it yeah. and it's seen through just reaching one person that like the the stock of corn yes can reach so many other people. And something that I try to remember to realize is the people that that we affect. We don't always get to see. The, oh, the fruits yeah. we don't always get to see everything that they're doing true but god because we're being led by the spirit because god led us to talk to that person to give them just a word of encouragement to just 
reach out to them and we don't look where we we might not even remember and into that person that you reached god used to win so many other people like you said it's exponential you know yesterday i i spoke of how uh bishop haney uh did the bus ministry thing mm-hmm. and uh gave my wife and i a a, a community to reach and uh, we were so excited, and we did. We brought numbers of children um, into uh, the church mm-hmm. at that time. And, you know, yesterday after I finished, a lady that I, I don't know who she was. She wasn't a student here at the school, mm-hmm. but she was in that congregation, and she walked up to me, and she said, I was one of those children on your bus. Wow. Yeah, you just, I was amazed because you just never know. I'm at that time in my life where I'm beginning to see, wow, look what God has done. Yes. Very exciting. Yes, it is. It's such a great way to describe it as being exponential. Yes. Multiplying. Yes. Just God giving an increase beyond what we can even comprehend. Yes. That's something that with this podcast, you know, I, I do like, I, I want somebody to, to leave. And when they end this episode to just feel empowered, yes, that it's that, yes, we are, we, we have to go out and we have to reach somebody. We have to do work, but it's really, like you said, God is the real soul winner. And, and you know, it's just like we've been in DC and we have these other works we've started and we have small groups and, uh, you know, of course, Hopefully everybody realizes, uh, yes, I have, I, I've been involved, but mm-hmm. God has given us other laborers, and yes. we work together. It's not something my wife and I did on our own. Mm-hmm. We work together, wonderful people who have worked with us, and, and some Sundays I will kind of do some math in my head, just like I'll be counting, they had this many today, and they had mm-hmm. this many, and they had this many. And there are some Sundays now that we have, you know, five or 600 people wow. in churches. And 12 years ago, it was just my wife and I. Praise God. And if I go back further to the church now, my son's pastor, and I include just our family and how many people they may have in a service on Sunday, it may be be more than a thousand people yeah. on a Sunday. And and when I think back, it started out just Linda and I walking into a Wednesday night service at mm-hmm. uh, the church here in Stockton. Yeah. And being forever changed yes. by the power of God. Yes. And that is so, so powerful. And I am so excited, uh, man, for what God is going to continue to do for those that of you that listen to this episode, we are the laborers for God. But if you just do what God's telling you to do, He'll give the increase, and we and it's beyond what we can ever imagine. Beyond Amen. What, it's beyond anything we can imagine. So uh, to to close this out, I would ask that you pray over the listeners, Lord Jesus, Lord across the. Uh, through the medium of this podcast and the people that listen. I pray that faith will rise in their hearts and uh, an excitement at uh, the growth of God's kingdom. We have his promise, according to his word, that of the increase of his government and his peace, there shall be no end. 
And uh, I thank you. I thank you, Jesus, for touching every heart and empowering us and giving us the desire to go into our world and make a difference. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, thank you for tuning into this podcast today. And thank you again, Brother Staten, uh, for taking time out of your busy schedule to be able to sit and to do a recording. Uh, it means a lot. And, uh, man, everybody that is listening, go out and be a blessing to somebody. Go sow that seed. In Jesus' name. Jesus name.